Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active podcast. And I have another member guest interview here today. I've got Alex, who is a member at our uh, Adamstown location. So thanks a million, Alex, for coming on this afternoon. It's okay. Thanks for having me. So Alex has been a member with us for a long time. She was actually part of the gym that we took over at Adamstown over, oh God, what's that, three and a bit years ago now. So we've known her yeah. for a little while and she was training um, there prior to, to us sort of taking over. So we're going to talk a little about that and just talk about a little bit more about what she'd done in the past and then also, I guess, nowadays and how life may have changed a little bit in the last few years. So let's start uh, Let's start back, you know, maybe as like a kid or a teenager. Were, were you sort of involved with sport or did, did anything exercise-wise when you were younger? Yeah, so pretty much the only sport that I've ever played is tennis. So I started playing when I was about five, I think, um, and then used to play on Saturday mornings and then just kept playing all through high school, after school. I still play now um, every Monday night and I still have the same coach that <laughs> I had when I was like five years old. <laughs> wow. You're, yeah. I thought we'd had you for a long time, but he's had <laughs> yeah. you like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I think it's. It's a little bit um, probably of a different route than a lot of kids would take. Um, yeah. I played golf when I was younger, so obviously like similar sort of like individual sport. I had a cousin who was a tennis player actually. So um, what sort of drew you to that when you were young? Was it that you liked it or were your parents into it and sort of led you um, I, I think, well, mum used to play when she was younger um, and mum never did netball or anything like that when she was younger and in school and things like that. So mum was more like tennis, touch footy, things like that. So mum just said, you know, do you want to try tennis? And both my sister and I, we did it. I've stayed. My sister kind of gave up. She just didn't love yep. it as much as I did. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that was really all it was and then yeah. just stayed with it really, yeah. So were you doing like any like traveling around to play and things like that, entering like competitions or did you always just sort of do it locally? Just locally, yeah. So in high school, so I started at District Park um, at Broadmeadow and then I used to play in the summer comp there. Um, and then my coach was running both District Park and National Park and then he left District Park and then just did National Park. So then I started playing comp at National Park for a while. And then he actually ended up retiring. So I probably stopped for about a couple of years and that's probably when I stopped playing comp. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah. From, from a fitness perspective, I mean, I, I've never I've played muck around tennis and obviously I understand when I watch it, there's obviously a lot of um, a lot of running back and forth, short, sharp, I guess, spurts of sprinting and energy needed. So for yourself, do you feel like that it's helped keep you fit or has it always been you've needed to sort of do something to supplement that to, to be able to help it 
No, I think it probably has kept me fit because it's each, like even though I play each week, it's always different. So um, I said to my coach last week, so we have a break over the summer um, and we had about six weeks off. So I had my first week back last week and I was so sore the next day (laughs) just because I hadn't used those muscles for six weeks. Like I'd been in the gym, but you're not doing the same movements as what mm. you are when you're on the tennis court. Yeah. So it's usually, it's a different type of fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from what I can sort of imagine it is, like you said, I mean, a rally can last for, I mean, a longer rally might be like what close to a minute, but typically they'd be like your shorter ones and you're sort of running a couple of meters and then you're running the other way and stopping and, and starting. So yeah. there would be a lot of those, I guess, lower body muscles that would get a lot of work. But then obviously, you know, you're serving and heating and things. So you've got a little bit of the upper body work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very different to obviously like gym work or, or even other sports really because it's not yeah. just that like consistent running. If you think of like a soccer or a football or something. It's yeah, it's very stop-start, yeah. Yeah. Have you had any injuries playing it? I haven't actually. I've oh, probably cool. been pretty lucky, yeah, yeah. I, um, compared to like a netballer or... Uh, yeah, you know, for soccer, even like there's there's so many like knee injuries and ankle injuries and rolled ankles and things. Yeah, absolutely. Not to, not to say it couldn't happen. I mean, I'm sure there's a fair share of injuries in tennis, but yeah, maybe just you've been fortunate in that that respect. Yeah, yeah. Have you um have you been to the Australian Open before? No, I haven't. Oh, so, yeah, it's yeah. one of one of my goals to definitely go. Um. Yeah, because it just just the atmosphere and just to be like in a big arena watching them play would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who go and have no idea about tennis and still have yeah. like a really great time. So I think yeah. if you like, you do obviously you love it and you know about it would be even better. Yeah, on the bucket list perhaps. Yes, definitely. So uh, I was actually going to reference your um, good friend Kate, who actually lives down there now and that's kind of how you um and I actually don't know this story so you can share it but how did you originally sort of get into the gym was it you guys did it together or did one of you drag the other one along how did that kind of start yeah so I think Kate was there before me um and I had another friend that was training there also um and I wanted to do something different I was kind of training at like an all-girls gym Um, and then she had a baby, so she stopped obviously training for a while, which was fine, but I needed to do something because I just couldn't go from doing training three afternoons a week to then nothing. Yeah. So I was a little bit hesitant at first because I'd never really gone to a a gym. Mm. So, um, I was like, uh, I'm not sure, but see, I started with Kate and Gus, um, and then, yeah, I haven't looked back since, really. Mm. So when, yeah. when was that? Was that 2018? I'm just we, we we started there at the end of 2019. I think I was nearly there for about two years before okay. before you guys. Yeah, I think. Oh. Yeah, maybe so like eighteen like, months or so. Yeah, you've been like five years in the same. Like, yeah, yeah. Twenty yeah. years with your coach. It's you, you don't like yeah. <laughs> you get you like what you don't know, and then you yeah. stick with it. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think what obviously you didn't start specifically with us, but same sort of training. And I think that 
sentiment that you had that sort of little bit worry and, and concern and uncertainty is very normal? Like, you know, back then you would have been in your early 20s, I suppose, early to mid-20s. So, you know, it, it typically, you know, people think, oh, you know, young girl, I'll be fine. They won't care. They can sort of come in and do whatever. But it's interesting still to hear that, you know, someone like yourself who who would have had a good level of fitness, obviously playing tennis, you came from another program and still had that, um, you know, a little bit of worry and and uncertainty. And it's, yeah. I think, for, for us, um, obviously running the gym and, and, and the trainers and everything, it's, it's something we always communicate amongst ourselves when we have someone new starting. And, you know, we, we really have no idea how, you know, nervous they may be when they, when they walk in for, for that first session and, and find that after that, it's okay. But just starting yeah. can, be, can be tricky. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about what's changed for you in the, I guess the last five years, so obviously you came from like tennis background, did a bit of training. Like, so from like a strength standpoint, like fitness standpoint, like how, how do you feel like that's progressed and changed over the last well, half a decade now? Yeah. Well, I, I surprised myself really. And even now still, I'm definitely a lot stronger than I used to be. Um, Obviously, I have a lot of upper body strength with playing tennis. Um, and I think that's a massive advantage then for me in the gym. Like I love doing like upper body things and all those and just trying new things as well, I think. So, yeah, I've I think I've grown heaps by like just getting out of my comfort zone and, and doing what I what I didn't think that I could do. But. I actually can do it. Yeah, that's it. And and obviously coming from a different discipline, like doing tennis, and although you got a coach and stuff, it is very much like an individual thing, which can translate through well to working out because it's kind of like, well, it's just me doing my thing, but but you're doing it in a bit of a group environment, and you had a few of your your friends that you you started with, which which would have helped. Yeah. But yeah, I think from from like a strength perspective, it's something that you know people who have been training for a while you know weight can fluctuate up and down a little bit and you know i think you know just about everyone in the world wouldn't mind you know trimming up a few kilos here and there if they could but that will go up and down but one thing that will you know that it won't really fluctuate as long as you are consistent is your strength you know with, yeah. with your training so obviously for someone like yourself who's been doing it for so long yeah it's obviously very very cool to to probably look back and and see what you were doing back um you know five years ago where there would have been probably some things at the bar would have been maybe a bit of a challenge yeah now, absolutely yeah and now obviously you know depending on the exercise mm -hmm. but we're, we're doing you know much more than just the bar so yeah. that's um that's cool but you, you are one of the, the few people actually that we occasionally will see opposite ends of the spectrum there are times where we'll see you first thing in the morning quarter past five and yeah. you actually uh, make use of both of our locations which is which is cool so sometimes we'll see you over you know bright and early at 5 15 and there's other days it'll be like our last session of the day at quarter um quarter to six so so tell us a little bit how you manage that because i know obviously working long hours and, and have a partner and everything so tell us how you kind of fit that into your days and in your week yeah so i just try so well this week um yesterday afternoon i trained in the afternoon at adamstown um and then this morning i knew that i couldn't do this afternoon so 
I just plan it out that then I'll do tomorrow morning instead or I try and do. So I did this morning and then I'm going to do tomorrow morning. So obviously working full time is hard and training at the same time and then obviously running a household. (laughs) But I think if I didn't train, I would be a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps you a bit levelled. Yeah, I just, it's kind of my out. Like I was a bit hesitant at first doing mornings because I do work a big day. So I wasn't sure if, you know, getting up at 4.30 and then training at 5.15 and then finishing work at 4.30, if I could get through Mm. the day because I've always been an afternoon training person. I've never really been a morning training. But I think now that I've got the hang of it, I don't mind it. But I still prefer to train in the Arvos than in the mornings. I just like it that, you know, I finished work. That's like my de-stress in the Arvos. I know I can go to the gym, smash out whatever it is, and then go home and then that's my day. Yeah. It's a good way to do your day. Yeah. And it's kind of... Typically, we have people like in two camps. It's either like they have to do it in the morning because their afternoons are busy with other stuff or they just prefer the mornings and the afternoons they're just checking out. Um, or there's people like what you just said there where more so, you know, wanting to come in the afternoons because they start work early or, or maybe they just don't want to get up at 4.30. But yeah. it's to, it's a credit to you that, that you do, do make it work because, yeah, I know obviously – up at 4 30 don't finish work till 4 30 like it's it's long days so still being able to to prioritize it and on some days where it would be very easy to just snooze the alarm and give yourself another hour and a half or, or whatever that that would give you in bed um and i'm sure there might be times when that happens but for, i think for the most part yeah you're pretty pretty good with it and and it's just about finding that balance and and it's a conversation we have all the time with people um, because when people are consistent with training and exercise, that's when you are going to see results, you know, and if that has to be in the morning, then that's what you got to do. If it, if it is going to be afternoon, then that's it too. So it's just about people finding their sweet spot. And, and obviously for you at the moment, being able to do a mixture of the both has been, yeah, really handy. But yeah, how do you feel come like a Friday afternoon uh, after like a long week and a couple of days of training, you'd be ready to veg yep. out on the couch? I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Most weeks. Yeah. Once it gets to that Friday afternoon, I sometimes we might like my partner and I might go out for tea or something on a Friday night just because he works big hours as well. So then that can be kind of like our date night and just to kind of actually yeah. have a conversation really yeah. at the end of the week but where yeah usually you know both in bed by nine o'clock <laughs> you, you get the early reservation the 5 30 yeah there at 6 15 yeah definitely fall asleep by 7 30 yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you guys do similar hours like as in um, Dan starts earlier than me, so he's usually at work by about five, five thirty. Okay. But then he finishes like three, three thirty. So yeah, he starts earlier and then finishes earlier. So you see, yeah. giving you a bit of nudge of a nudge at four thirty when your alarm goes off to try to get get you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it's helpful if you've got similar hours. I mean, if you were doing day shift and he was working into the night or something like. 
you know, you'd have your crossover period where you're in bed for a bit together and then that, that would be it. Yeah, yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Friday nights would be good for you guys. And and, and from like a, a training perspective too, I think when you've had a good week of training, obviously, you know, you've worked the whole week, it's nice just to be able to, you know, a bit of time out and recoup yeah. for, the, for the week that's upcoming. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, we might leave it there, Al, but it's been, yeah, it's been, you know, great having you part of the gym, like I said, better part of, you know, going on three and a half years now and, if your tennis coach is anything to go by, we've got another 16 yeah. and a half with you at least. Exactly. <laughs> so it's still early days in our relationship. But no, yeah. it, you're always, it's always a pleasure having you down there. We, we love having you part of the program. And yeah, looking forward to everything that comes with you in the future as well. Thank you. You know, right. I love I love being a part of the Breakthrough Active team. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Always great to hear. Well, thanks again, Alan. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.